your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to finish this week off really, really strong. Got a very exciting show for you today, as we always do, especially heading into the weekend, man. Got to have a really, really good show, right? Got to got to be able to tie you over until Monday. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do it, and we're going to go hard in the paint today on the show. And uh, coming up on the show in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Coming up in segment number two, you're going to hear my conversation I had with a free agent wide receiver, undrafted free agent wide receiver, DJ Turner out of Pittsburgh. Uh, he was at Maryland before he, he grad transferred and then played one year at uh, Pittsburgh, and now he signed with the Raiders. They got him uh, shortly after the draft was over, and then uh, he actually participated in the, the little rookie minicamp last weekend and is going to be participating this weekend as well. But uh, last weekend, I thought it was going to be all the rookies, but it wasn't the guys that were drafted. It was just undrafted free agents plus a rookie camp invite guys, you know, guys that were there on a tryout basis. And so uh, he was there. He got a little bit of burn. So the conversation I had with DJ Turner, a guy who's, look, a very long shot to make the roster. It's very hard to make a roster as an undrafted free agent, not saying that you, can, you can't you can do it. It's just you got to really, really work your tail off to do it. He's a guy who's a return specialist. That's one of his uh, biggest traits. So maybe that's a role that the Raiders will, uh, you know, will put him in or, you know, look at him at least in training camp and think that he could be a difference maker. But either way you look at it, man, it's a tough hill for him to climb, but it's not an impossible hill for him to climb. And I always go back to Jalen Richard when Reggie McKenzie was a GM. He brought him in for a three-day weekend uh, minicamp invite just to try him out, a tryout basis. And he ended up making the team and sticking around for a very long time. And it looks like that he may be on his way out of town now. Actually, it's pretty funny, man. On Thursday, he had put out a tweet saying, I'm going to take the bridge and burn it. And so uh, my guy, Fatty, or Fatty, I'm sorry, uh, said, what's the deal with him? And I said, well, it's been rumored for a while he's going to be let go. And this is all on Twitter. And then he said, I get it. How about being a pro with the organization that gave you five years of NFL, two contracts, and change your life at, off of a tryout? Uh, this petty blank is infuriating. And then all of a sudden, Jalen Richard fired back. He's all, but you don't know nothing. So right now you're assuming. Are you in my head, sir? <laughs> and uh, Fadi responded, honestly, Jalen, what's the deal? Tell us. Tweeting cryptic stuff is what I dislike. It's become a habit with players in general. Jalen fired back. Not cryptic to me. I don't tweet for y'all. So either way, uh, it sounds like he's on his way out of town. He's a guy that uh, basically scrubbed all his social media of everything Raiders on it. So I'd, I'd be surprised to see him sticking around for much longer. But either way you look at it, uh, not not a big deal. It's just I, I bring up Jalen Richard to say that as long as you get an invite to camp, you could make the squad and you could have a nice little career. And he's had a decent career so far with the silver and black. So my conversation with DJ Turner, wide receiver out of Pittsburgh, I tell you that to tell you, DJ Turner's conversation <laughs> is coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day as I always do so let's go ahead and jump right into that and we'll start off talking about something that I saw my guy Josh Dubow from the AP and I say that just because I use a lot of his tweets sometimes just for stats and information and a lot of times it's not very positive as far as the Raiders go but a lot of people still talking about the schedule and we can look at the schedule and we can break it down further obviously I talked about it on Thursday's show following the release of the schedule but uh, we could break it down we got plenty of time before the first game of the season uh, before that September 13th game that Monday night football game against the the Ravens to talk about the schedule and how it shapes up for the silver and black but he put out something he said the 2020 ranking and passing from football outsiders the quarterbacks that the Raiders are going to face in the first eight games so basically where the quarterbacks
quarterbacks ranked that the Raiders have to face the first eight games. Lamar Jackson with the Ravens, 21st. Ben Roethlisberger with the Steelers, 20th. Tua Tagovailoa with the Dolphins, 26th. Justin Herbert, 11th with the Chargers. Andy Dalton or Justin Fields. Andy Dalton is ranked 30th. Fields is not ranked with the Bears, obviously. Uh, Drew Locke or Bridgewater. Drew Locke is ranked 28th. Teddy Bridgewater, 19th with the Broncos. Then he said Jalen Hurts, too few attempts, but between 30 and 31 if he qualified. Obviously, that's when the Raiders play the Eagles. And then Daniel Jones, 32nd, coming out of the bye week when the Raiders travel to New York to take on the Giants. So looking at the lineup of the first eight quarterbacks that the Raiders have to face, I mean, Justin Herbert's the best guy, ranked 11th for the Chargers. Clearly, the Raiders have to play the Chargers twice. But uh, yeah, him being the highest ranked guy, that kind of tells you all you need to know. Even though, you know, again, I tell you all the time, stats can be deceiving. Uh, Lamar Jackson has special talents that the Raiders are going to face a major challenge trying to stop him. Ben Roethlisberger is still Ben Roethlisberger. It doesn't matter if you like him or not. He's been in the league for many, many moons. He's a really good quarterback for a reason. Tua, there's a question mark about him. Uh, Brian Flores obviously uh, didn't like what he saw last time the Raiders played Miami as he took him out and put Ryan Fitzpatrick in at the end, and we all know how that game shook out. Uh, Andy Dalton, he's just Andy Dalton. He's still always going to be Andy Dalton. He's just so-so. Maybe Justin Fields will be playing by that time. Who knows? Drew Locke, not concerned about him at all. Teddy Bridgewater, not concerned about him either, and I'm not being disrespectful. Just neither one of those guys concern me too much. Jalen Hurts, it's going to be a big question mark, man. I I am a guy who likes Jalen Hurts. Even I think that it might be a little too soon for him to take over the ranks as a starting quarterback for the Eagles. So that should be interesting. And Daniel Jones is another guy that I'm not really too worried about. I know he can do some things with his legs, but I don't believe in his arms. So, uh, I mean, those quarterbacks, they all have their special abilities, uh, some of them better than others. But those are the first eight quarterbacks that the Raiders are going to be facing in the regular season. Uh, you you look at it how you want to look at it. Th- those are just who they are, and that's where they rank currently. So it is what it is, but I thought that was an interesting little stat. I also wanted to point out something that I know a lot of Raider Nation has been talking about. I see on Twitter, I see a lot of people and hear a lot of people talking about it. I know a lot of sports talk radio has been talking about it, and that is the highest price seats, the most demanding tickets in the 2021 season now that the schedule is released. And this is courtesy of Vivid Seats, and of course, they're a second-hand ticket outlet you know I mean if you have season tickets like if you have Raider season tickets and you decide you want to sell them you put them on vivid seats and you can sell them for a crazy outrageous you know secondhand price so this is not coming from the team but the top five most in-demand 2021 games based on average ticket price are as follows Buccaneers at Patriots, that's October 3rd that's Tom Brady returning to New England to face the Patriots that makes sense The average ticket price for that is $1,370. Now, remember, that's on Vivid Seats. That's not, you know, the Patriots selling that. And then the next four are all Raider games at Allegiant Stadium. The Ravens, Monday Night Football at the Raiders at September 13th, $938. Chiefs at the Raiders, Sunday Night Football, November 24th, $852. Bears at Raiders, that is October 10th, $665. And then the Eagles at the Raiders, October 24th, $607. That is Allegiant Stadium effect. That is Las Vegas, Nevada effect. That is just the, the Raiders being in a new, in a new home. And, and that home was not occupied by any fans in 2020. So that's all that that has to do with. But again, those are secondhand ticket prices. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor from the Las Vegas Review Journal, uh, my guy, he's on Raider Nation Radio 920 as well. He put out a little side note and saying, hey, those prices are set on the secondary market, not by the team. The Raiders face value season ticket price points include many tickets in the $65 to $125-ish range. So just know that those outrageous ticket prices 
are not set by the team. That is set by Vivid Seats. That's that secondary market. That's what people that are putting up, up, up for sale, what they're getting for their tickets or what they're trying to get for their tickets. So, I mean, I, I understand the outrage. I understand a lot of fans are like, wait a minute, I can't afford to go to these, these uh, games. Well, that's because somebody has bought up the tickets and they're trying to price gouge the hell out of you for the Las Vegas effect. So that's just a little bit of a side note. But four out of the five highest price tickets for the 2021 season, most in-demand tickets, Tickets are Raider games, and the only one that is above any of those is the Buccaneers at Patriots as Tom Brady returns to Foxborough. And my final little nugget I have for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, I had to ask because I have DJ Turner, my conversation with DJ Turner, wide receiver from Pittsburgh, coming up in segment number two. I had to ask Christopher Carter. Me and him, we co-host Locked On NFL on Friday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Every single Friday we do it. So I was talking to him on Thursday and I thought, wait a minute, hold on. You also cover Pittsburgh sports as he was the guy that helped break down seventh round pick Jimmy Morrissey when I was going through the Getting to Know series, if you recall that. Well, he knows all things about DJ Turner, wide receiver from Pittsburgh, who only played a year there in Pittsburgh. He was a Maryland guy first. But uh, I asked him, hey, man, what are your thoughts? He was an undrafted free agent signed by the Raiders. What were your thoughts on wide receiver DJ Turner? DJ Turner is a dude who transferred to, to Pitt at the last second, like right before the season started last year from Maryland, because he wasn't sure if Maryland was going to play. And he wanted to make sure that this was the year he was coming into the NFL. And he became the a legitimate starting option for the for the for the Panthers at wide receiver they had an all ACC freshman in Jordan Addison and DJ Turner was right with him banging I think he actually ended up with a game that was in the top five all time in pit receiving yards and that's a that's a pit receiving core history that has Tyler Boyd Larry Fitzgerald Antonio Bryant and a whole bunch of other big names to it but this is a guy who works hard he's shifty he's stocky he's thick he's a good return man that was the other thing that he did really well for Pitt so Raiders fans keep an eye out for DJ Turner because in the preseason he's going to be returning punts he's going to be returning kicks and he's thick he's tough to bring down he's not the fastest guy in the world he's not the tallest guy in the world but he is a good hard option if you want a guy that's in the that's going to work his way up from the lower part of the depth chart and stick around and be that utility receiver that also helps in special teams that is dj turner in a nutshell so there was christopher carter's thoughts right there on wide receiver dj turner from pittsburgh and uh, you're going to hear more about dj turner because i have him coming up in segment number two the conversation i had with him we went one-on-one on thursday night really good conversation i think you'll appreciate it and this will kind of get to know him i also got a couple other undrafted free agents that i'm working on as well but i think this is a fun conversation that you'll enjoy from a guy who's got an uphill battle to try to make the roster but he's got a good attitude to try to get there so my conversation with DJ Turner is coming up next the wide receiver out of Pittsburgh before I get into it though I do want to tell you about betonline.ag they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season NBA's wrapping up NHL is wrapping up UFC MMA they got another event going on this weekend betonline.ag has got you covered they're your online sportsbook experts you can get off the sidelines get into the game and as your team goes on a playoff run you can go on a playoff run as well by putting some dough in your pocket. What you got to do right now is head on over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Again, head over to the website, open up a free account at betonline.ag, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline.ag, promo code locked on. Get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number two, it's on the way. 
Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joining me now on the phone line is current Raiders wide receiver DJ Turner by way of undrafted free agent. He comes from Pittsburgh after playing with Maryland, but uh, as a grad transfer, went to Pittsburgh and played there and, and did his thing for a year. And now he's a member of the Silver and Black. And DJ, I definitely appreciate your time, man. I've been looking forward to talking to you. And I know that, uh, you know, you were part of the, the mini camp that the, the Raiders had last weekend as an undrafted free agent. It wasn't the rookies they drafted. It was just a bunch of guys that, uh, you know, they were having come in for a tryout or uh, guys that they already signed as undrafted free agents. So I just wanted to know off top, man, how was that experience for you? Um, it was a great experience. Um, just being able to get out there and um, kind of get a jump start on the offense and getting to meet my coaches and some other teammates and also getting to um, see that facility too. It was great, man. I, um, I can't wait to get back out there. Have you? Uh, were you in Vegas before that or was that your first time? No, I, um, I have some family that lives out there, so I've been a couple of times. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So as far as the communication goes and, and you know, you being an undrafted free agent, uh, at what point when the draft is going on are you starting to get contact from teams and your agent saying, hey, these teams are looking at you and they want to sign you after the draft is over? Um, It was it was probably uh, in the middle of the sixth round. Okay. Um, started. That was the first time I, I heard from the Raiders and that like throughout that day. And they were kind of just explaining um, – what they had left there. I think that at that point they only had one more pick left in the seventh. Um, and then I was talking to my agent, talking to other teams as well and talking to my agent, trying to kind of make the decision as, um, as stress-free as possible. Just trying to figure out what was the best situation. And, um, I feel like we, we, we chose the, the actual best situation for me, and I, I'm, I'm happy with it. What was the ultimate decision, or what was the ultimate deciding point that made you say, you know what, the Raiders are the right, the right spot for me? Um, just looking at, uh, like kind of where I can fit in and um on the roster with um like looking at the receivers that they had and yeah. they brought back this year and them also not drafting a receiver and then um the need that they had at, at punt return and kick return which I feel like um is is one of my one of my biggest strengths um I feel like it was kind of a no brainer. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to my guy, Chris Carter. He covers uh, he covers Pitt. He covers, you know, Penn State. He covers a, a bunch of different uh, Pittsburgh sports. And, and so he was talking about you, and he said, man, this dude is one of the most elusive guys in the return game. What is it about you, and, and how do you get into that that mode, that, that return game mode? Because it takes a special dude to be a, a return guy, punt or kickoff. Yeah, I, I feel like it, it just always um, came easy to me, like, just catch, like actually catching kicks and 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 finding holes to, to uh, kind of run through and setting up blocks. It, it's always something that kind of just felt natural um, doing on the football field, and I'm um, kind of like after practicing it and and actually being being back there for some years and getting some experience. Um, it's just like I said, it's just something that I have a certain feel for, and uh, and I I, I mean I, I I love being back there. Like that's probably the best part of the. Best part of my game. So talking right now with Raiders wide receiver DJ Turner from Pittsburgh. He signed with the Raiders as an undrafted free agent. And and you know, going back to the draft process and, and you getting with your agent and around the sixth round and start looking at different teams and talking to different teams, deciding what fits you best. I've asked this question to other guys that signed as undrafted free agents before. Matter of fact, Javen White last last year and he's with the Raiders right now as well. Is it a certain point where you rather just say, Hey, I don't want to go drafted so I can make my own decision, or is the ultimate goal to always be drafted? Um, I mean, I feel like everybody's goal was to be drafted just to kind of get that phone call and, 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 and see your name across that screen. But um, 
come like yeah, like around the late sixth or seventh round, it, it probably does benefit certain people to kind of um, actually be undrafted and kind of get to pick what's the best situation because you don't want to be stuck in a situation where like for for my um, position uh, specifically, like I, I didn't want to be stuck in a situation where it was already like six, seven receivers and they already might have had a punt return guy. Like it just probably wouldn't have made sense to be there. But if, if I were drafted and I wouldn't really have much say so in, I would just have to go and put my head down and try to grind it out. Right. Where as if you like like it's like you say you go undrafted, you kinda get a better feel for a situation and see what what's best for you. And then um so I mean yeah, it it's kinda it's kinda it goes both ways. Was it kind of tough for you going back to college, going from Maryland and having to be a grad transfer and go to Pitt because of the uncertainty of if Maryland was even going to be playing football in 2020? Um, yeah, initially because um because of me getting to Pitt so late, I literally got there probably um literally got there the week before game week, so just um wow trying to hurry up and yeah hurry up and pick up the offense as fast as possible to be able to play as early as possible. That, I mean it was it was pretty tough, but I mean I got it done and actually. Uh, got the ball out week one, so I mean it all worked out. Yeah, no, I heard that you were a big factor, you know, in that pit offense, and and they have some dudes, you know, they got some guys that could definitely go, but you were you were one of them and got ton of burn, ton of action. So I mean, that's 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 a credit to you for being able to learn the offense so quickly, and I'm sure that that may be part of the conversation that you even had with teams, you know, when they say, you know, what's one of your biggest traits? I, I, I'm sure that you probably told them, hey, I, I could pick up on what I got to do pretty quickly. Right, exactly. I mean, we I was just having that conversation with with the coaches over at the Raiders during uh, rookie minicamp because they they were pretty impressed on how how fast I um I got to pick up those uh, that offense with just a couple of days too, and um I'm looking to build on that and, and make the most of my opportunities as well. So what was it like, DJ? What was it like to be there uh, at the facility there in Henderson? It's a beautiful facility, you know, brand new. Uh, you know, there's, there hasn't been too much wear and tear as they just opened it up last year. What was it just like being there and working out with the guys? And what kind of feel did you get for your first NFL action? I mean, it was a great feeling. Like, it, it kind of it, – it didn't really hit me to maybe the second day I was out there. Like, you're actually – like, and is that you're actually participating in NFL practices. Like, it, it was <laughs> – I didn't, it didn't, like, at first it was just kind of, all right, like, let's get a, let's try, like, I wasn't really confident in it, like, until I actually stepped on the field, and then I kind of realized it was, like, a dream come true, and then um, just being around other guys that they're all competing for the same thing, it, it's, it's a great feeling, and, like, then also get being able to meet the coaches who I've grow, grown up watching, like Coach Gruden, and hear him, like, I, I remember watching Mike Mayock before he was the GM, like, on, <laughs> on the draft specials and things like that. So um, it it was surreal, man. I, I, I it was definitely a great experience, and I can't wait to get back. What was what was that meeting with John Gruden like? How how's the conversation? That's a guy that all, from everything I hear, he just bleeds uh, silver and black, and then he just bleeds football. He loves football, right? Yeah, he, you. I mean, you could you could tell. Um, it's like immediately by talking to him, like he he's very passionate about his job, and and he loves to do what he does, and um. Like he 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 wants to be successful. He wants the team to be successful in 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 every aspect. And I mean, he's he's doing a great job. He's bringing in the right people, and I I feel like we got the 
we got the tools in Oak. I mean, and I'm sorry, in Las Vegas to actually make it happen. <laughs> it happens. Believe me, it happens. Everyone still says Oakland. It's, it's been a long history, but it's a new history. It's a new chapter now in Las Vegas, and you're a part of it. Talking right now with DJ Turner, Raiders wide receiver out of Pittsburgh, signed as an undrafted free agent. And so uh, I know that the rookies, all the drafted rookies, are going to show up this weekend. Uh, I'm assuming that you're going to be there as well this weekend participating. Uh, what are your expectations for this coming up weekend? Uh, I, I I feel like it's going to be a great experience. Um, getting a chance to meet more more teammates. Um, and and getting out there and, and being able to work as well. Like I, I can't wait. So uh, like I, I'm I'm excited for it. And I'm already starting to pack up now. I don't leave till Sunday. I'm starting to get my stuff ready already. So <laughs> so you okay? So you you get to Vegas when you get there on Sunday and and you start on Monday. Uh, yep. So I, I touch down Sunday night. Practice Monday morning. So. Okay, and how and how long is the is the session that you're gonna? How many days is it that you're gonna be there? Um, so the just the first like week for just the rookies, that's just one week, and then OTAs starts uh the the week right after. So I'll be okay. out there for a good little minute, maybe about five weeks. So okay, okay, no, that sounds that sounds good. That sounds exciting. And uh, what kind of feedback did you receive from from the coaches and even some of the players that are out there? Because of course, everyone's out there. Uh, they want their spot. They're trying to, to carve out a niche and carve out a spot on on the team. But uh, I also feel like as teammates, you guys are all kind of pulling for each other as well. What kind of feedback were, were you receiving from what they saw the the last weekend? Um, I, I, a lot of good feedback. Like, um, they were very impressed. I feel like me. Me personally, I feel like um, they were kind of bringing me into more of the special teams role, the return okay. guys um, role. But um, I feel like I impressed them a lot at, at receiver as well too, and kind of made a got created a little buzz for myself around the facility, and even my teammates as well. Like um, getting to meet some of those guys, um, like Dylan Stoner, he, he's a great he's a great player as well. Like we kind of helped each other. Like, I mean, we it was one one day we was actually walking through in the in the team hotels, just kind of trying to learn it together. So. Definitely a lot of good feedback from everybody. Yeah, and if you could carve out that role on special teams as a return guy, either punt game or kickoff or both. I mean, in the ACC, you did, what, uh, 8.3 yards a, a return as far as punts go and, and 22.2 yards on kickoffs. I mean, that's that's nothing to shake a stick at. If you can if you can carve out that role and then also have good kickoff return uh, coverage, you know, you, you can you can find you a team. Do you do the do you do the defensive side of things as well? Oh, you mean like um running down like as a gunner? Or yeah, a gunner. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm 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 for whatever. Like and I was I made that clear as soon as I got there. Like whatever, whatever role they need me to to be at to help the team out, I'm all for it. Like I'm I just want to I just want to help the team win and, and be the best me that I can. So. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. As far as what you feel like you need to work on, what what is it when you look at your game and say, you know what, this is where I need to improve, and this is help me. Get, this is gonna help me get where I need to be. Um, I feel like. I feel like every aspect I try to work on every day. Like I don't, um, if there's one thing in particular, I just I try to work on that and 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 add it to it. But I feel like, um, like every little thing about just being a receiver and and knowing the game, like my overall knowledge of the game, I feel like you can never know too much right. football and things like that. So I, I try to work on everything. I wouldn't. I can't really pinpoint one. No, no, nothing wrong with that, man. Improving your overall game, nothing wrong with that. I, I think we all, no matter what we do, continue to, to get better and better each and every day, uh, whatever we're doing. Like I said, talking right now with wide receiver DJ Turner from the Raiders uh, as he's preparing for another weekend of, of activities at the Silver and Black. And is there any... 
veteran that's on the Raiders right now that you are looking forward to meeting, hanging out with, picking their brain, learning from? Is there any of those guys that stick out to you on the Raiders right now? Um, I, if I had to say one name, I would I would say Hunter Winfro, just because he's he's not really the biggest or the or the fastest guy on the field, but he always finds a way to get open or make a play. Yeah, and I feel like that he he has his own little toolbox that that he probably keeps with him to you know what I'm saying um to actually help him get open. If he could just let me borrow a few of those tools, I feel like <laughs> I feel like he'd take me a long way. So I'm I'm gonna try to get under his wing as much as possible. From what I I've never I haven't got the chance to meet him yet or talk to him, but from what I heard, he's he's a pretty cool guy, and I'm I'm sure he'll be open to helping me out as much as as much as he can. Yeah, you know it's funny that you mentioned Renfro. He was a guy that uh, I, I when I was doing a radio show on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 in Vegas, uh, he was on every Monday with us, and uh, you know he was actually doing a lot of punt returning as well for the Raiders in in 2020. He did a really good job. You know, he said it was the first time that he had ever had to do that, but he enjoyed doing that. So you guys may be in a little bit of competition for that role, but he's a guy that, man, he's knowledgeable. He he, he loves to teach and he loves to explain. Like nothing gets too high or nothing gets too low for Hunter. That's a really good guy to, to you know, to kind of pick his brain and, and uh, you know, just, just like you said, figure out uh, some of his tools that he has under his belt. And he, he's a really, really good dude. I think that you'll really like him uh, a, a lot. How about uh, how about the quarterback, man? How about DC? You want to you get with Derek Carr? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to meet him and just you know, got kind of get a feel for him. Um, Coach has a lot of good things to say about him, and I mean, I, um, I know a few guys that that, that kind of know him know him well too. Well, not too well, but just got a chance to meet him, and they were telling me a lot of good things about him too. And I, I can't wait to meet him and kind of get get a chance to to show him what I could what I could bring to the offense, and hopefully we can get some get some more work outside of the facility or however it works, trying to get as much, as many reps as I can with him, man. I can't wait. Well, well, DJ, I definitely appreciate your time. And before I let you go, man, what does this opportunity that you have right now, what what does this mean to you just in general as a guy who's chasing your dream? It means the, it means the world, man. Like I've, I've jumped at this moment my whole life. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's kind of surreal right now. Like even like looking at the situation I'm in, it's like, all right, like you, you could take full advantage of it. And I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy that looks back 10 years from now like it's, I wish there was something more I can do. So I try to make the most of the opportunity and, and whatever I'm asked to do to help, I'm all for it. I can't wait to, to help this team out as much as I can. Absolutely, my man. Well, you, you got your head on straight. Sounds like you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. You're, you're grinding. And, and I'll say this, man, just uh, take advantage of your opportunity. You got it. Go take it. And, and uh, like I said, leave it all out there on the field. Nah, no problem, bro. I appreciate you for having me, too. So there he went, Raiders wide receiver DJ Turner, undrafted free agent out of Pitt. Before that, he was at Maryland. And really, I think that return game is going to give him an opportunity possibly to make the team. It's never easy as an undrafted free agent, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. All you got to do is go out there and grind and do everything you can. Like I told him, leave it all out there on the field. And uh, if you can get noticed by way of the special teams, then maybe you'll get some action as well as a wide receiver at some point. But obviously, the Raiders have a bunch of wide receivers in front of them. But that doesn't matter, man. If he gets that opportunity as a return guy, uh, he can stick and stay on the team. So um, good luck to DJ. I appreciate his time. I thought he was a really, really good dude. Hopefully you enjoyed that conversation. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about Built Bar. And, of course, we've been talking about Built Bar for a long time. Right now there's nine delicious flavors that they are really trying to focus in on. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, 
and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. Out of those flavors, one of my favorites is coconut almond. Uh, if you haven't tried all those and you want to just kind of get a, a grab bag, how about a mixed box? You can get two of each of the nine flavors, 18 total bars, a very, very reasonable price. Of course, they're they're great for you. They're great tasting and healthy. That's the biggest thing. Most of the bars are 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar. You get the idea, man. A really good taste of protein bar that is good for you. So uh, check it out today, BuiltBar.com. Check out what you might want. Also, sometimes up on the website, a limited time edition bar will pop up as well. So you can get one of your favorites. Also, might pop up for a day or two, and then boom, you can snatch it up. Either way, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15 is going to get you 15% off your order just like that. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with a text from Raider O. Says, hey Q, Raider O here from upstate New York. I've listened to your podcast for almost two years, and it helps me with my anxiety every day. First time texting in, so I guess you can call me a new booty. I recently had a discussion with my brother, who's a Bills fan. He thinks that we're at least four years out from the playoffs. He decided to place a bet with me that if the Raiders go 11-6, and six, he would match my $1,000 with his $10,000. What do you think the chances of us going 11-6 and six this season are? And me winning $10,000. Keep up the great work, Q. You're awesome. Raiders. That's from Raider O. And I'll tell you right now, Raider O, I don't know about the team going 11-6. I don't know if they're going to go in 11-6. I said after the schedule dropped, I said, okay, look, they've got to go 5-2. They need to find a way to go 5-2 in the first seven, and then they need to find a way to go either 5-5 or 6-4 down the stretch and hope for the best. I think they have to at least go 10-7, and and that's not guaranteeing the playoffs. 11-6 would be way more reasonable to believe that they have a shot at the playoffs, and that's not even guaranteeing it. Your brother thinks the Raiders are four years out from the playoffs. I'll tell you what, if they go that long without getting into the playoffs, there's a major, major problem. Something's gone terribly wrong, and half the building better be burned down. You know, and I'm I'm not trying to be hot take Jake, but I'm just saying, man, four years, that's, that would be all bad. Can you imagine that? This being the fourth year of Gruden, if they win another four years, can you imagine being in year eight of his contract without the playoffs? Oh, man, come on. I don't even want to imagine that. I don't even want to think about that, honestly. I hope you get your 10 grand, man. If you get your 10 grand, all I ask you to do, man, is uh, if you see me in the streets, buy me a beer, man. Holla at your boy when you see me in the streets. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate you, though, my man. Thanks so much for the text. Next up, I got a call from Raider Izzy. He's calling to talk about the defense topic that came up earlier in the week on Tuesday's show, and he has something he'd like to point out that would help the Raiders stay a top 20 defense. Here he is, Raider Izzy. What up, Q? Raider Izzy. Wanted to uh, chat a little bit. You had... uh you had the show on if we think that our defense is ready to be top 20, um, if we think we have enough to get there. Um, my personal opinion, I think we do. I, I really do. I, I love what we've done with the defense. Um, I would still love to go get Melvin Ingram also um, just to really keep building that pass rush. But there's one thing that we really have to do better with, and that's building depth. And I think we've done that, but we have to follow this thing through here. And and, and as a fan base, we're, we're trained to kind of think the same way. And it, it's something we have to stop doing. Like, for, for instance, I know this is the defensive side of the ball, but a couple of weeks ago we were all talking about the offensive line, and, and you made the comment on the show between Goodson, uh, sorry, Denzel Good, 
John Simpson and um, and Incognito, and, and you said you wouldn't be surprised if Incognito was a surprise cut because Simpson could potentially win that spot. And I, I don't disagree with you. Simpson could win that spot. But with, when you have three friendly contracts like that, don't cut them, you know? Like, save them because if one of them gets hurt, then what do you got? You know what I mean? Lester Cotton. So it's like, it's, if these guys lose the starting spot, don't don't cut him. Like if if Abram comes in and has a great camp and, and Gillespie has a great camp, don't cut Carl Joseph. You know, like if if, if Trayvon Mullen and David Arnett have a, a great camp, don't you know? Let's not cut Razul Douglas or, or you know Hayward, which we would do that in the past. Build depth. Let you know injuries happen a ton, especially with us. So, you know, I do think we have those pieces. I really do. I think that we can be top 20. I I just really don't want us to, you know, if somebody doesn't fall out when they're supposed to and they get beat by someone else, that's fine. They lose their starting spot, but don't cut them. But we really got to start building some depth here. And, and, you know, just because the injury bug hits us every single year. So, just my opinion, you know, I love our pass rush now. I, again, I would really love to get Ingram in here, especially for that Sam linebacker spot. Um, just because I, I just don't see who else we have that can play that. Um, I love the rotation we were going to have on the D line, so and, and our linebacking core and and our secondary too. I, I just, I'm really excited about it. So um, definitely think we can get there. But love the show as always, bro. Take it easy. Later. There he goes, my guy Raider Izzy right there. And of course, depth man is important. That's why you got to have good drafts so you can afford to let veterans go. And, and I get it, man. You know, you, you want to keep a veteran around, but a lot of times if a veteran loses his spot to a youngster, man, he really doesn't want to stick around, you know? So I know you can keep him there, but a lot of times they don't want to stick around. Plus, the younger dudes are usually cheaper. Uh, I mentioned Incognito as a surprise cut because at 38, we don't know as fans if he's 100% healthy. He's coming back from an Achilles injury that held him out most of the year last year. So you really don't know. So I'm assuming that somewhere in camp, now they're going to hold on to him because that they're anticipating him be the guy. But in camp, maybe a young dude, maybe uh, some one of the guys, they actually show out and they say, hey, we can actually move on from incognito because they're playing better than him and they probably want to give him an opportunity to go and make a squad somewhere else that's that's the reason why i said that i would wouldn't be surprised if incognito was a surprise cut even though i call him a surprise cut so thank you for that and you're right though depth man that's why getting drafts and getting them correct and especially you know third fourth round guys those are the heart of your rosters that's how you build rosters is with those third round picks those fourth round picks and those fifth round picks thank you so much for that call man appreciate you Next up, I got a text from Sean Man in the Quad Cities. He said, what's up, Q? Sean Man from the Quad Cities. After listening to the podcast today, I have a hard time understanding why people don't think the defense has improved, especially the secondary. We got a day one starter out of the draft in the second round. Imagine if we would have had someone like that in the backfield last year. Also, we brought in so many guys on the line. I can't say for certain that we are better, but on paper, there's no way we're not better. I know they have to go out and show that, but with how bad last year was, I don't see how they couldn't be better. Hopefully, Jonathan takes a huge step in the right direction. We need our net to stay healthy. We need Mullen to take a good step, and we also need our linebackers to gel. Sorry for the long text, but without question, I think this defense will be way better. I think they'll fall in the 15 to 20 range. All right, and that's Sean Mann in the Quad Cities, and that's the goal. That's what I was talking about on the show when I'm saying, can they be a top 20 defense? They were 25th ranked defense overall in 2020. They've got to fall in that 15 to 20 range. That's where it's at. And I don't really like putting numbers on everything, but it just kind of helps you understand how much of an improvement they need to make. They've got to jump. 
up into that 15 to 20 range so they can be, you know, re- realistically give you a shot at making the playoffs. I mean, they got to find a way to win 10 games, and that's not even going to guarantee the playoffs. They're going to probably have to find a way to win 11, and that's winning three games more than you did in 2020. So that defense is definitely going to have to step up. On paper, yeah, I think that they got better as well. And the coaching staff, Gus Bradley and company, I think that they've gotten better as well. But Training camp's going to prove a lot. They've got to go out there and they've got to show it, like you said. They've got to find a way to get that defense up to speed and carry their their weight. The offense carried a lot of weight in 2020. The defense has got to start carrying their weight as well. Thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. Next up, I got a call from Jimmy. He's a new booty out the 408. He's calling to talk about the defense and if the Raiders have done enough to be a big improvement. Here he is, Jimmy out the 408. Yo, Q, this is your friendly neighborhood Raider friend, Jimmy. I'm a new booty, so put cue the music, do what you got to do. I just wanted to call you and let you know what I felt about uh, the question, did the Raiders do enough this offseason to, to boost up the, the the defensive rankings? I would say we'll find out. We'll see. Gus Bradley put definitely had his mark on this draft. I'm looking at it. Uh, we got Trayvon Moore to be his free safety. We needed an upgrade there. That's, that's clear. Malcolm Coons. Is going to be the guy if Yannick Ngakwe needs rest, you know, getting the most out of Max Crosby. So we got some pass rush. Divine Diablo is an insurance policy just in case uh, Corey Littleton can't get it done. So this season, then we can shape Divine Diablo to be that guy moving forward. And Tyree Gillespie is, is the guy who's coming in to make sure that, uh, Jonathan Abrams does what he needs to do, and we have an insurance policy there. You got Nate Hobbs who can come into the slot or bounce outside at, at corner. So we got competition all around that secondary. Secondary is definitely what we needed to improve in free agency. We got that pass rush. So at the linebacker spot, the scheme, hopefully, Gus Bradley's scheme is a lot more friendly than that Paul Gunther scheme that was overly intellectual and highly ineffective. So we'll see. Um, I'm excited to see what we got. I'm, I'm excited about who we drafted. And uh, go Raiders. I'll talk to you soon. There he is. That's Jimmy out the 408, a new booty here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Appreciate the call, my man. And I agree 100%. Bradley's fingerprints were all over the draft. You know, especially when they start trading up for certain guys. Certain guys that you didn't know exactly. Okay, wait a minute. Why is that guy being targeted specifically? To me, that told me that Gus Bradley, Ron Miles, and that coaching staff said these are the guys. They identified those guys as being guys that can help turn that thing around. So, yeah, his fingerprints were all over that draft. And not to mention the free agents that were brought in. I think Rob Marinelli had a lot to do with that as far as the guys along the defensive line. So we will see. Thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. And we'll finish things off with a text from Sean in Sacramento. He says, hey, Q, Sean from Sacramento. I got to say, the media is definitely sleeping on us this year and for some reason think we're going to be terrible. And I mean, what's new? That's every year. But this article I saw on Bleacher Report really ticked me off. Five bold predictions of the Raiders 2021 season. It said, one, D.C. gets benched after bad start. Two, John Gruden gets fired after a horrible season. Three, Darren Waller makes the Pro Bowl. Not very bold. Four, lead the league in sacks allowed. And five, last in the division. Sorry, that just ticked me off to my core. I'm willing to bet on all those not coming true aside from Waller being a pro bowler. It's just downright bad. Appreciate everything you do, Q. God bless, and let's prove these bums wrong. That's from Sean in Sacramento, and that's funny, man. 
they always, every year, say that Derek Carr is going to get benched. And remember, that was the narrative last year as well. Marcus Mariota is going to get, he'll be in by week four. And, well, he wasn't. He wasn't in until week 15, and that's when Derek Carr got injured. And then, boom, he didn't even get a start. Derek Carr was back week 16. John Gruden's not getting fired after the season. I don't believe that. I mean, you talk about a horrible season. It would have to be god-awful season for John Gruden to get fired after the season. Darren Waller could very well make the Pro Bowl. He probably should make the Pro Bowl. Lead the league in sacks allowed. I don't think that that's going to happen. I know that the offensive line is new, but Tom Cable proved last year he knew what he was doing when he didn't have his starters out there. And look, let's not act like those guys were all out there together last year because they weren't. Even though they were the starters, how many games did they start together? I mean, they played, what, three snaps all together? <laughs> That's about it, because Trent Brown was out. Then Richie Incognito was out. Rodney Hudson was obviously there. But still, I mean, there was so many guys that were out, they're not going to lead the league in sacks being allowed. I don't think that. And I don't think they'll be last in the division either. I think that it's going to be a very competitive division. Kansas City, I would say, is going to be, you know, the number one team in the division. I don't think that's going out on a limb. Uh, and I think everybody else is going to be battling out for second, third, and fourth. I mean, it's, I think it's as simple as that. I actually would think that Denver, unless they go and get Aaron Rodgers, and even then it's still a question, will end up in fourth. But I think the Chargers are a much improved team. They had a really good draft, and we know Justin Herbert's a good quarterback. So I think them and the Raiders are going to battle it out for second. And hopefully the Raiders will be battling it out for a wild card spot. But don't worry about uh, that, that article. That was made for exactly what happened. You to get angry. That's all it was. So uh, that's just Bleacher Report having to put out so many pieces a day or so many pieces a week. And that's exactly what they decided to come up with. So uh, don't worry. They'll change their mind a little bit later. So, Sean, thank you so much for that. And that's going to do it for me for the week. That's going to do it for the show. Definitely appreciate all the feedback. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the conversation with DJ Turner, wide receiver, undrafted free agent. Uh, and hopefully he gets an opportunity, man. He sounds like he, he believes he has an opportunity with the Raiders. And I do believe by the, the return game, he'll have an opportunity to, to stick. You know, special teams goes a long, long way. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, we'll have more news and notes on Monday. Uh, of course, we'll have a lot more uh, calls and texts throughout that Locked on Raider podcast voicemail line and we'll see what else we can get involved with. But uh, either way, we'll be back here on the show on Monday. So have a great weekend, Raider Nation. Do what you got to do. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.